Hey, all you nerds out there, are you looking for more wrestling content or podcasts? Then go on over to Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And check out NXT and We with PJ and Brett. These fellow nerds review every single NXT episode and also have their very own wrestling interview series, among other fun stuff. So, go check out NXT and We today with PJ and Brett. Also, A-Rock Designs. I want to take a minute to give a quick shout-out to A-Rock Designs. That is spelled A-R-O-C-K-K Designs. A-Rock Designs is ran by Ashley Rodriguez. She makes all those cool wrestling cups you see floating around. So, if you want to get your hands on any custom merchandise, hit up Ashley Rodriguez at A-Rock Designs. If you can think it, she can make it. Last but not least, do you love wrestling and do you want to talk more about wrestling? Then head on over to Wrestling Review Society on Facebook. WRS is ran by my good friend Kevin Rodriguez. Kevin interviews your fave pro wrestlers every week and has the most amazing free, that's right, free giveaway. All you have to do is join Wrestling Review Society on Facebook and you could be the next big winner. This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash Design by Dunbar. What it do, nerds of wrestling? This is the notorious AJP, and you're listening to the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. What is going on, Nerds of Wrestling? Thank you and welcome to the third official episode of What's Up Wrestler, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling, hosted by your boy, Justin Del Rio. With me at this time, he comes from all the way from Newport, Rhode Island. Please in helping me welcome the notorious AJ Phoenix. Bro, um, how you doing today, man? I'm doing just fine, my friend. How about you? I'm I'm doing very well. Um, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining me today. Of course, man. I mean, it's it's definitely been a challenge in itself to make this happen. Yeah, no, I, for sure. I work crazy hours. I go to college. I got training and wrestling, obviously. So it uh, it gets crazy. Hey, man, it happens. Um, I'm glad you found the time to do this. Uh, my nerves are definitely looking forward to this episode. When I drop that, you know, I'm gonna you're gonna be my next podcast um, guest. Uh, we got quite we got quite the feedback from the members, and we have a few questions. We are definitely gonna go over. I got a couple on my uh, Instagram too. Hey, awesome for sure, man. Um, so before we start the questions, why don't you tell the nerds of wrestling who don't really know you what what the notorious AJ Phoenix is all about? All right, so. My father has owned a wrestling promotion as long as I can remember. And we started, you know, taking it seriously and starting to build ourselves up around the time I was five years old. So I've been watching all the people, you know, that are still a part of it to this day, like, or, the, you know, the people that have come and gone. I've watched it grow and change and watching it firsthand has given me the opportunity to take a lot from it as much as much as I can get and learn from like where people went wrong I don't have to make that same mistake or when people went right I can see what they did and do it better um but that it's more or less that just watching it and taking interest and it 
I guess it comes a little more naturally to a second generation wrestler. Um, and that's not at all to say I'm, I'm the best wrestler in the world, of course, but picking it up isn't as difficult. It's not as hard to get into a school and, you know, get your feet on the ground with it. Um, a couple of years back, there was a storyline in my dad's company, the RWA, where uh, these two guys, uh, one of them, his name is uh, Cipriano Abruzzi, the other one, Chris Dozer. They were going back and forth, exchanging like different puns for stipulations. Like one of them wanted the other one barred from ringside. So he comes back with an actual open bar with alcohol from ringside. <laughs> Um, that's awesome like he's banned from ringside so he plays a guitar hero band but it got to a point where he said i want that little punk in a no dq match so out i come dressed up as a little cm punk and it gets you know reaction of the night who is this 11 year old you know hitting the guys with a with a cookie sheet and it, it was it from there it wasn't supposed to be anything else and then i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh gino giovanni who was uh, a prominent wrestler in a, uh, I would say about 10 years ago, definitely still going. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not too in touch with what happened before I started because, you know, I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, but he took notice and he cut a promo on me. So I did one back and we ended up bringing him in. And I know at some point in time he had worked for Ring of Honor. I don't know if he was a regular or if he had just done like a one-off or whatever, but at 11 years old, I was able to have that under my belt. And I guess that bug just never really went away. And as I got older and watched it more, I started taking a liking to it. And uh, your previous, or maybe not, was your first or second guest BRG? BRG was my uh, my first official guest. Okay. So um, it got to a point where... I was like, all right, dad, I want to take this really seriously. I'd done a couple of like tag matches with him and, and, and singles matches, but I hadn't really started like doing it month after month and training and trying to get better. But my, I remember the idea was at the time BRG was going by the name Todd Harris um, yep. and his gimmick, I'm sorry, his character was that, you know, he's this rich kid and got his fortune from his father. <laughs> he's entitled. And, Therefore, we have that in common. I'm entitled because my father has the company. Therefore, I have the power here. So that's where the my first nickname, you know, the entitled came from, is from a tag team with BRG, where we called ourselves Team Entitled, and it was it was kind of cool. But we only did a couple. Um, I'm sorry, this is like a really long, uh, crazy, random story. <laughs> I'm trying to hit all the big bullet points without going into too much detail. It's all um, good, man. It's all good. Uh, we hadn't uh, – RWA wasn't using him as much, so it just kind of left me to do my own thing. So I was the entitled AJ Phoenix, and I was the, you know, the brash young upstart, probably 14, 15 years old, and having, you know, decent to good matches. You know, what, what would you expect from a 14 or 15-year-old? It was obvious that I could take it further – but it was, you know, good job. You did good. <laughs> At least that's how I took it. But it, it, over time, it, more people took notice. I obviously learned more and more from different people. I've trained um, with my teach, uh, Brickhouse Baker. 
here at the chop shop in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. That's actually where I am right now. I'm outside of our training class doing this. Um, But he allowed me to work on his shows. And that's like a whole other story. I'm sure we'll get into at some other point how it led up to that. But he allowed us to work on his show. And we were supposed to be in a battle royal me and a couple of his other students, but we impressed him to the point that he let us work in a real match because I'm sorry, but battle royals just don't count. (laughs) Um, But that was my first outside booking. And ever since then, I, you know, it just, it's, it's, I don't have words for it. It's been unreal. I couldn't ever fathom getting as far as I have in such a short time. Like I'm, I only just turned 18 a couple weeks ago. Oh, damn, baby, bro. I really am. Um, <laughs> this uh, really long and uh, this really long heel run, multiple different companies. But the problem being it's my home company or my home building. And it gets hard to boo somebody that, you know, is a good person in real life that's trying their hardest and putting on good performances that are getting better each month. So over time, we started working on Shades of Grey leading into the face run I've been on now where um, I think I've seen the most success and come the furthest as a wrestler. I learned a lot of lessons. Like being the heel is the easiest role in the match because you can – slow the pace down to you to your uh, benefit you can breathe you can get away and obviously you don't care what anybody thinks or what the ref wants so you can get away with more being the good guy you have to fight for everybody so you have to be on your feet as much as possible you can't stay down because you can't let people let the people give up on you because that's your source of energy once the people go dead you have nothing to come off of um, but that's kind of what led to today in a really unspecific, <laughs> long-winded, and uh, badly worded story. So there you go. No, nah, man, I loved I loved all of that. Um, you definitely gave me a lot of um, a lot of feedback uh, about your whole character, where you started, where you trained, and everything. Uh, I love it all. I have a question: What is your outside of Rhode Island? Is where you wrestle a lot, correct? Right. Yes. What is your what is your dream promotion to wrestle for? Ah, that's tough because like getting into wrestling, I never had any crazy aspirations to go far or do anything with it. I just wanted to have fun. But realizing I could take it seriously and people getting in my head like, yo, you can really, you know, go places, guys like um I don't know if they even want me mentioning their name, but somebody like Anthony Green has openly stated that he's not, I'm not going to say he was a fan of me, but he was impressed with me. And I mean, I've known him forever and different people of that um, nature have pushed me to have to question my goals. Like, do I want to go places? Do I want to be in WWE, AEW someday? Do I want to go to Japan? Like, I don't know, especially because outside of wrestling, I have a lot going for me academically. Like, I could have a six-figure job five years from now and not even worry about wrestling. But I don't know if that's what I want either because I, I have a lot of fun with wrestling. So that said, 
And I'm sorry for going off on that tangent. You're um, all good. <laughs> I would say probably like long-term goals, I would say beyond wrestling is definitely a big one. Beyond um, is awesome. Yeah. I, I've met Drew a number of times. He used to run secret shows out of the first Chop Shop building that we had in Providence. It was right near FET where they used to run. And um, we had a sort of working relationship that kind of fell apart. And I, I hope that doesn't, you know, work against me someday because I'm just here to do business. I don't want to bring drama to any locker room, but I just want to wrestle, you know? Yeah, man. Um, you wrestle you wrestle in probably the best place for independent promotions, the Northeast. I mean, there, oh, yeah. there's so many opportunities out there, dude. And it doesn't get better than the Northeast. I mean, you got Beyond, you got Bliss Creek, you got Beyond, which goes everywhere. Um, you have um, XWA is where you wrestle, correct? Yes. You yes, have, yes. Yeah, we have Northeast and not the one North. that's not the one that joined our group because that's an imposter. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just a funny note. We're, we're, we know about you, but uh, you're not worth our time. <laughs> yeah, man. You got Northeast Wrestling is another big one. Um, oh yeah, there's so many promotions, man. Just keep pushing, keep doing what you're doing, man. I guarantee you're you're gonna get booked somewhere big, bro. Uh, Thank you, man. The, the whole the whole world, the whole Northeast is gonna know about um AJ Phoenix. I guarantee it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I got you, bro. Um, <laughs> so, going going to the questions with the the thread I posted yesterday, we have a question from Ben. Ben, I cannot pronounce his last name. Kachiri. So you can say what was it? Kachiri. Kachiri. He asked, <laughs> "What is your favorite Cars movie?" That's such a tough question. Like Cars two doesn't even count, right? Cars one was probably my favorite movie ever growing up, and that's gonna make a lot of people feel really old. But that's what I grew up with. Hey, yeah, I grew up with like I grew up with like Monsters Inc. You know. Uh, that's Every new groove. I grew up with all those. Yeah. Like, cars was cars came out when I was like in what middle school, I think. Damn. So I'm I'm 25. So you're, <laughs> you're 18. You're you're a baby compared to me, my dude. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Well, no, Cars three made me cry though, and I'm not proud to admit that. I don't like I don't like saying I cried over anything because you know I'm a big tough guy. Yeah, no, of course. But sure. Cars one or three, I I couldn't really pick. It's like picking your favorite children, I guess. Unless hey, it was my parents, then I'm the easy answer. You said you cried over what? Cars three? Yes, sir. I cried. <laughs> over, I cried over Toy Story three, my dude. Um, that, that oh was... shoot! Oh shoot! I cried. I think I cried over four. I'm not even gonna lie. I've turned yeah. into such a baby over movies. Four was four was definitely heartbreaking, um, to say the least. But it's okay. You you cry in movies. It's all good, man. Yeah, I have a heart, man. That's one has it ruined me. <laughs> he, he has another question. Who is your favorite fan and why is it him? Oh, oh my God. <sighs> I think I have to say that my favorite fan is my girlfriend. Yeah, she commented, I think, right under. Um, it's me. <laughs> uh, probably, probably her, but... There's a couple different people that go between the Chop Shop in Pawtucket and then the Event Center in West Warwick, which is where XWA runs. So I would say they're probably my favorite. The people that are dedicated enough to come see me in both places, because I know they're coming to see me. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
you know, uh, it's all your your girl. Your girl sounds like um, she's quite the supporter. She is, and uh, funny enough, she is actually a former pro wrestling trainee herself. Really? She um she was with the uh, <laughs> North East. I'm I'm probably gonna mess up the name, so I'm just gonna say Nepwa Northeast Pro Wrestling Academy. Is that what it breaks down to? Um, New England Pro Wrestling Academy. New England, yeah, yeah, yeah no, Northeast New England. New England. Yep, shows you how in touch I am. It's all good, man. Oh God, that's embarrassing. Somebody's yeah, gonna correct- hear that and they're gonna come after me. I'm never getting booked again. You corrected yourself. You corrected. Yeah, yourself. it's okay. Yeah, th- yeah, we got there. But uh, got yeah, that's where she there. was. She was. Um, she was. I don't even know where the building is. Does that make me a bad person? I, um, no, I don't even know where. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't. I know a lot of people who are who are currently training there and a few people who are looking to get into the school. It's right. a very good, it's a very good school to get into. 100%. You know? Um, yeah, but she's, you know, she's uh, worked uh, the door and merch at different places like chaotic and, and beyond. She has, she's actually really close with uh, Denver, Colorado of beyond wrestling. Okay. So that's maybe I have the easy in who knows. Some triple, some triple H, Stephanie McMahon business. We'll, we'll <laughs> see sure. what we'll see what happens. But um, where did how did we get to that? Oh yeah, her her training, and so she has like guys like Ivar from the Viking Raiders on yep. on her Instagram, or nice. the Stunt Brothers, just random people that she's met, talked to, been familiar with. She's been hit on by Joey Janela. And I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it, personally. I I, I wouldn't know either. I wouldn't know, <laughs> I wouldn't know how I would feel if uh, you know he was hitting on my girl if I had one. But I, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's crazy. No, but is she is she still looking to get into the training in the wrestling business or? Um, I think she has cold feet about it at the moment. She's not entirely sure. I think she wants to. Take it ser- take school seriously for now, and yeah, no, for sure, stuff like that because wrestling's always going to be there. And I mean, I I can take the bumps for both of us, I guess. You know, like yeah, she no, not to say that she couldn't or she doesn't have to or at all, like that I would do that for her. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to say women are cool, and I'm not trying to be overpowering. Don't come after me. I'm sure there's some <laughs> feminists listening. <laughs> no, like you said, um, wrestling is definitely not going anywhere. It's always going to be there. They're always looking for new people to, you know, get trained. And whenever she's ready, you know, I definitely hope she takes the opportunity and I hope she kills it. Me too, man. That'd be so cool. I Like a wrestling power couple and a real one. That's that's next level business. Hell yeah. Dude. You could do things with that. Mixed, well, intergender wrestling right now is one of the hottest commodities and it's a shame more people aren't capitalizing on it. I love intergender wrestling. I I I stand all for it. Um I've seen if I can recall, I've seen a really good intergender match with it was back in Blitzkrieg and Limitless Wrestling last December of twenty eighteen. Um it was Statlander versus Smart Mark Sterling. Smart Mark Sterling. Oh yeah. They tore the roof off that place. Oh yeah, Hand, hands down, the best intergender women's match I will ever see. They're not. No match is going to top that <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm 
and I'm like dead set on that. Well, I I believe you. I'll have to go out of my way to find that. Definitely um, check it out. I'll send you the link after we're done. Oh, talking. word, word, sure. But definitely, um, that the the just their match was insane. Yeah, Statlander is really really good. Like, yeah, she's fantastic. I I. I don't go out of my way to watch indie wrestling a lot of the time with how busy I am. Yeah, but no, the sure. little bits and pieces I do get to see of it, it's like, oh, wow, okay, that's what I wish I could do. And Chris, <laughs> yeah. the Chris Statlander, definitely, like, male or female, hands down one of the best in the business right now. Yes, she's really good. I, um, wish, I, wish, I wish her all the success in AEW. Oh, yeah. For sure, I'm really she, glad she's, she's already done. killing it. She's already killing it. She's gonna be just fine. Yeah, she she got she got title match like what her first her first two week or two in something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. That just shows you it's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy wrestling, and she's only like wrestling. two years in. That yeah. just goes to show the power of who you know. Like I'm four years in, and I'm not at all saying I'm any kind of pro or anything like that. But someone like Chris Statlander is two years or maybe a little more than that. I could be wrong, but I saw somewhere it's two years. I'm going to believe what I read on the internet. Um, she's only a couple of years in. People that there's not, she's not the only one. There's a couple other people like that that I can't think of off the top of my head. It's really all about who you know and the connections you have in wrestling because all it takes is the right person seeing your match and getting an idea like, oh, crap, I could do that on my show. Or I could work with this person and elevate them so that they make me look good and I make them look good and we both walk away with a good paycheck. And that's what's cool about wrestling, I think. Like, it's really all about the word of mouth. And you can promote on the internet all you want. Is It really, 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 I cannot stress it enough, is really important yeah, that you know I, the right people. I agree. And she's... She's definitely taking the um the leap to get to where she is now, just from what you were saying for sure. You know, um, you have another we have another question. I think is is from your girlfriend. She asked, "What match, in your opinion, made you a better performer?" I think every match I've had was a stepping stone to get to where I am now. I had a match against Mike Montero recently. Are you familiar with him? I've, I'm afraid I am not. Okay, well, he's, I would say he's probably the kingpin of Rhode Island. Um, <laughs> as far as local, like as far as local indies go, uh, multiple promotions. Indies, I mean, he works Massachusetts and Maine, and he works, he works the circuit. He's just not on the, he's not on the beyond shows. He's not on the chaotic shows, but he's been to that level before. I think it's more of a matter of, how much he wants it, not a question of if he can be there. But um, he uh, he and I recently had a match at uh, Proving Ground at the Chop Shop, again, where I have most of my matches. Um, I think that probably elevated me the furthest. Either that or the match I had at RWA Legacy last year against Kellen Thomas. Now, are you familiar with him? I've heard the name. Okay. All right, well, you should definitely go out of your way to watch matches with either of them against just about anybody. They're two of the most underrated talents in New England. I believe I believe Kellen is uh, on the upcoming Zero One Northeast show 
something that, along those lines in the in the scramble match. Nice. Nice. So, that's with um, AG. That's AG's show, Yep, correct? yep. Yes, nice. sir. So, I mean, if you need an opportunity to go see him, that's probably the best one I can think of. Nice. Not without coming down to the chop shop because he's down here every month defending his championship that I want so badly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it, man. I'm rooting for you. You're going to get it. I appreciate time. it. I appreciate it. For sure. Going off topic on these wrestling questions, um, we have a question from a fellow nerd, Mario. Do you play video games? If so, what do you play? I'm ashamed to say that I don't play as many video games as I used to, and I guess that's just part of growing up. Um, I've always been a fan of Grand Theft Auto ever since I was little. I was allowed to play it when I was really little, when I was still just driving around, but the second there was anything about death, my parents took it right away, and they're like, they wouldn't let me be corrupted. But years and years later, I got to play it again, and and, now I'm an adult. I can do what I want, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> by my oh, own right. video games um no, grand theft auto call of duty you know i'm a guy i play the same games everybody else does but absolutely not Fortnite. no way yeah, no. never in a million years i don't care who you are I'll never play Fortnite. i ever think again. i think i think i'm gonna get a i think you're gonna get a thumbs up from mario once he listens to the video because i know for a fact he hates Fortnite. all right i'm glad we're on the same page about that because Fortnite's awful. You know yeah. what? I don't know how I didn't even mention Minecraft. That's probably my all-time favorite game. That or Destiny. But definitely Minecraft. Destiny's like a close number two. Yeah, I know for sure he's a uh, Minecraft fan as well. Um, if you're not I, a Minecraft guy, what's wrong with you? I, I'm not a Minecraft guy. I, 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 I don't like. I'm not a fan. I never. This podcast been a fan. is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe my ears. Just hang up right now. I'm done. Fuck this this guy. is awful. What kind uh, of nerd are you? <laughs> that's all. That's funny. Um, no, I always been like a fan of just you know sports games, you know baseball, two K. Ah, um, see, I uh, the only sports game I ever kind of got into was NBA two K eleven, and that's it. Two K eleven. Two K eleven. That's it. Nice. Um, I've tried basketball games since. Can't get into it. If it's not a wrestling game, I just cannot do it. And that's because I've never really liked sports. That's I tried to do football for a season. It didn't not not play it to watch it, and I don't know. I'm gonna try to watch the XFL though. It's not football. All those sports are not for everybody. Um, my friend, you know, he always asks like Justin, like, what the what the hell? How can you just sit here and play baseball all day? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just can't. I I can literally <laughs> sit down on the Sunday morning Sunday and just play about fifty baseball games on my on the show. And not get tired of it. I love it. I love playing. It's it's fun. It's it's entertaining. Well, and... More power to you, man. Hey, thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, well, does um, Wii Sports count as a sports game? Because if that's Wii the sport, case. I, I would count Wii Sports, you know. Get well, your, then yeah, that, that, was, that was my business back in the day, man. I love that. Nice. Bowling, back, yeah, you I know, back bowling. in the day of being nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Bowling, man. I love bowling. The, the bowling on the wheel was fun. Oh, nothing better. Exactly, man. It was so much good. So much better. I wish, so I, I, wish they, I wish they had it still. I, mean, I don't have the Wii, but, you know, it's it's whatever. It's okay. It's all right. Get it. all good. It's, it's like, what, 50 cents a GameStop now? Yeah, I think so, probably. It's probably, <laughs> probably like dirt cheap now, for sure. We we have, got, so, you know, 
Um, now we know what kind of video games you like and what kind of video games you don't like. So that's that's see, I'm learning more about you, man. <laughs> we Fortnite have sucks. <laughs> Fortnite sucks. We have another question from a fellow nerd from Johnny Burke. What wrestler from WWE would you like to wrestle? That's a really tough one. I I saw the question beforehand and I tried to put some thought into it and I don't know if I could pick just one. And I don't know if I could pick one at all because I've never put myself high enough like like that I could even compete at that level, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. Hmm. It would I mean Matt Riddle would obviously be Awesome. I feel like we, him and I would get along real well, and then uh, we'd produce some magic in the wrestling ring. Him, Adam Cole, 100%. I mean, I'd love to have a battle with AJ Styles over our first name. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> battle, battle for the first name. <laughs> battle for two whole letters. Nice. That's good. Um, I don't know if you listened to my last podcast with um BRG, but every question regarding to WWE, his his answer, edge, 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 edge. <laughs> I'm like, so next time, next time we do a podcast and people have questions regarding WWE, um, I just told them, guys, it's edge. Like, it's edge. <laughs> it's edge. Yep. It makes so, sense. Edge is, edge is really good. But at the same time, by the time I could ever get to the level to wrestle edge, he, he's done. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. It, he, I'm surprised he's. I'm surprised he's back. And like I was saying before, man, I really, I'm really excited to see what's in store for him. I really hope they, they put him in a match with Orton at WrestleMania. Oh, that's definitely where they're going. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, sure, there's uh, yeah. no other way. They they took Edge off TV so he doesn't have to be there every week leading up to it. But it's, I'm excited for that. I'm very very excited for that because I I started like really getting into wrestling right around the time he retired. So that was like the first thing because I wasn't really into it like when Ric Flair retired, when Shawn Michaels retired. So I didn't get to experience those firsthand. I had to watch them back. And of yeah. course, those are still really powerful. But oh, yeah, no, watching sure. something like when Edge had to, you know, quit the business oh, because sure. of his neck, that that was like, oh, damn. Yeah, that, that was fake, fake, bro. That was Not even a little bit. I, I cried. I cried watching that speech. Man, and I was like, what? You know, damn, it, it was heartbreaking. I yeah, I started watching wrestling in oh god, two thousand six. I want to say damn. when like when Cena was getting you know when Cena was hot, right? Getting, getting up there, you know, after he beat JBL at twenty five, like when his like his career skyrocketed. I'm sorry, when he beat JBL at twenty one, not twenty five, at WrestleMania right. twenty one, his like career skyrocketed. I knew what you meant. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna let I you correct to, yourself. <laughs> I had to correct myself after listening back and go, oh man, I messed up <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, um, that's awesome. So, you would say a wrestler from WWE you like to wrestle is either Matt Riddle or Adam Cole or AJ Styles. Yeah, that's we'll say that. that that's the top three solid choices, my dude. Well, those are those are good, those aren't bad for sure. <laughs> We we have another question for Bob. I don't know if this is a statement or a question. Um, he says, "Don't I know you from somewhere?" Yes, Bob knows me from somewhere. Hi, Bob. <laughs> hey, there you go, Bob. You got you got a shout out right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's not exactly a wrestling fan. He's um, 
he's involved with a couple of the other promotions at the chop shop that I do not work for. Oh, okay. But uh, he referees. He's I think he's refed a couple of my matches. I'm not trying to big league him at all. Obviously, oh, no, we're no, friends, no. or you know, I'm not trying to dismiss him. I love you, Bob. How are you? Are you having a good day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good That's dude. Funny. Yeah, I, I talked to Bob. I thought I thought he was a wrestler by the way he was telling me. Um. So, I've never watched him wrestle. I just know that he has. I don't know who he's trained with. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to – I won't comment it because I don't know anything about it. I know him as a referee, and that's how I choose to remember him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We we have a question from um, Jay. Jay Fortier, I believe, how you say his name, if that's how you say it. Uh, something says, like that. Yeah, what are your thoughts on facing fellow young gun Jamie Tucker at HOW on March 15th? Well, cheap plug on his part. That's his show. <laughs> nice. Um, no, no harm done, obviously. That's what wrestling's all about. Um, thoughts on the match? I'm very excited for it. Jamie Tucker is one of my closest friends both in and out of wrestling. I mean, we, we don't have to talk all the time to be close friends, of course. But the chemistry is always there. And to be honest, I don't know why we weren't friends sooner. Like, I guess I just brushed him aside as somebody from another company that my dad doesn't run. So whatever. I they, they, They're not relevant to me, so I don't need to go out of my way to know who they are. And that's, I guess, the ignorance of, you know, a kid 11, 12. And that's when he was just breaking in, Um, I would say about when I was 11 or 12. But now that I'm older and we're still both in that young gun age, it works. You know, we're, we have, of course, Hotshot Deshaun and Harry Brooks, who are the other young guns, and we all have our different combinations of how we uh, go into our matches. But Jamie has probably been the most prominent partner that I've had. And to have to wrestle him. We had we had a match. We had a scramble match, which was like an elimination deal. Yep. It came down to us being the last two. And that match gave me a lot of respect for him. Uh, he did. He was the one. He was the uh, guy who walked away the winner that day. And um, so we had another singles match at a different show. I got the win back. And ever since then, we've been pretty good friends. We had the tag deal. We've wrestled a couple of times since then. And so... To be at the point we are now, we've learned a lot in the time since then, since the last time we fought, since the last time we've even tagged together, which wasn't too long ago, because Young Guns is always learning, you know, that's our deal. We never stop learning. That's that's what's really important about wrestling. You can't ever stop and think you have all the answers. Um, I go off on some crazy tangents. I'm sorry. No, nah, dude, it's all Jamie Tucker time. is a bitch, and I'm gonna beat him up. That's there you that's go. The, there's, there's the promo. Do you need Bam. to censor that? The I apologize. Promo. The first promo. No, it's all good. The first promo of the podcast. Right here, he's <laughs> calling you out. Jamie Tucker, your ass is grass, and I'm gonna smoke it. Oh, uh oh. Um, you said you had when I you you wrote to me yesterday the notable the notable matches. That you that you had where one of them was against Jordan Oliver, yes, and XWA man Jordan Oliver. I know Jordan. Um, I knew Jordan for a while, and I'm very proud of um, what he's accomplished thus far. And he's 
definitely come a long way from where he started to where he is now. And it, yeah, this, yeah. this is just the beginning for him. Oh, 100%. Like, when I saw that he got signed to MLW, I I was like, wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Like, I know he's really young, too. I mean, he's young, dumb, and broke, of course. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. No, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended right no. there. All the puns intended. I'm trying to be <laughs> funny. We need to get some views. Or not views. Listens. Uh, <laughs> Same thing. No, but um, that, that match was at a time where I was still trying to pick up Steam at XWA. And I needed to have more good performances. Because, like, I can go just about anywhere else in the world that I have wrestled. Or, I don't know. For whatever reason, at XWA, it's different. Like, they put a lot more effort than a lot of other places in the area do for their production. So there's a lot better lighting, sound, all that kind of stuff. The ring is a little bigger. So it adds to the pressure, which makes it a lot harder to put on a good performance, especially with a crowd of people with higher expectations. So the mat, like I was saying before with the match with Jordan Oliver, uh, it came at a time where I was having a series of matches I wasn't proud of, and that was one that a lot of people still called back to as being one of my better ones. So, and I I give full credit to him. Uh, I'm not going to say he had to pull a good match out of me. I think we were on par with each other that day, but um, uh, he, is a, he is the real deal, and I wish nothing but the best for him, and I hope to see him shit. AEW someday. I could totally see him in there tearing it up with guys like Pac and uh, Sammy Guevara. I'm pretty sure he probably has wrestled him already. But on that level. But, yeah, you know. I definitely wish all of him the best of luck, man. He He's he, he he's awesome, man. Like I said, he deserves um, everything coming for him. For sure. I always wanted to have him and Young Dumb and Broke versus me and the Young Guns. I feel like that'd be so cool to have. Like, I'm sure, I mean, for the wider wrestling area, not a lot of people know who we are, so it wouldn't mean a lot, you know, mainstream or anything close to it. But for this area, that would be money. License to print money, as some bad commentators like to say. Hey, but you know what? We would definitely get your names out there, man, for sure. Oh, yeah. We, you know, going back to the questions, man, I hate, I, I would love to talk to you about, you know, all the wrestlers you face and everything, but we have a lot of questions, man, and a lot of them are from, like, you know, who are the best people you face? One of them is, what makes you notorious? So, uh, the short answer is Gino Giovanni was, no, that was his moniker. He was the notorious Gino Giovanni, so it was easy to pick that up. Um, going back to what I was telling you earlier with how I was on the heel run and then slowly transitioning to being babyface, that was at a time where um, we the tag titles in RWA were vacated and um, Callan was being managed by a female by the name of Deanna Onfire, lovely lady, lovely person. Um, and the angle was... I would approach her to try to get Kellen to tag with me to get into the number one contendership position to then win the tag titles. I was the heel. He was the baby face, but I was the rookie and he was the veteran. And we had started the story, I guess, 
back in January, I want to say. We had our first encounter one-on-one. He was the, I wouldn't say mid-card champion, because, I mean, I'm not going to throw out names and expect everybody to be familiar with them. But I think it's... um, I think it's uh, a thing that indie. Uh, wow, I'm stuttering a lot. I apologize. I think it's a thing that indie promotions are doing a lot more now, where the secondary title means as much as the main title, and they can be interchangeable with the main event and whatever. Um, another tangent aside, we had that encounter. He beat me, and we moved on. That's the respect earned, but still going on being a heel the bad guy, the aggressor, but now showing different sides of my character. So at that point, everybody knew I was entitled. Everybody knew what I could do as a bad guy. I was good at being bad and it made them like me. So being good at being bad in short is being notorious. And that's where a lot of the character comes from. Like the whole entitlement played off of having it easier getting into the business because I'm second generation, but now twisting it into being notorious for that and building off of it and now showing a different side of my character where I'm fighting from underneath and I don't have control of the match as much and, and, and I have to show more emotion. It's brought out a lot. It's brought out a different side of me completely since I started and that's where the whole notorious thing comes from. So a place like XWA where I didn't start as a bad guy and they didn't see my story. um, They don't understand the entitlement. So they don't understand why this young kid who's supposed to be the good guy might be a little brash and a little arrogant and, and still have some of the, uh, cheat, not cheating tactics, but the mischievous nature of it, you know, clever little ways to get out of things that might bend or tweak the rules, but they don't, but they, the point is that they don't understand why I'm doing it. So it doesn't resonate as much with them. And that's something I need to work on going forward is making more people understand why I'm notorious and not because of, um, everything I've done in the chop shop because it's like its own universe, every different, you know, wrestling school that has their own company or just every company in, in the area and in the world, it's their own universe. It's their own stories. It's what they want to happen. So what you do at show a in Rhode Island doesn't necessarily matter at show B in Connecticut or show C in Maine, like those, it's a totally different crowd and they need to understand you from a different side. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but I think you get what I'm saying. I, I 100% understand what you're saying, my dude. Um, I, I agree 100%. You said it. You said it perfectly. If I was trying to explain it, I would be all over the place. So <laughs> better you than me, man, for sure. That's that's a fact. But I like I said, I 100% understand where you're coming from. We have another question from Simon. What is your dream match that you would like to see? That's another one I saw that I tried to think about. Um, I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan, and I'm a huge CM Punk fan. But I've seen both of them wrestle, so maybe some combination of that. 
like CM Punk now. Like I would love to see what his character would be since WWE. Like if he were to join AEW tomorrow, which is obviously a one in a million chance, especially now that he works for Fox. But like that with Chris Jericho and how far he's come to the character he has now, like to see those two do it again in a different universe for a different reason. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I think WWE really dropped the ball with not having more interaction between like Adam Cole and Finn Balor and AJ Styles at different times for their obvious history of the Bullet Club. I'd love to see any combination of those guys with reference to the past. Because, you know, I'm a mark, I'm a, I'm a nerd of wrestling. That's what happens. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the one match that could never happen that I'd want to see would have to be. Stone Cold versus CM Punk. Easy answer. I like that one. I, I, I. I like that one. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we'll get a lot of thumbs up for that. Hey, for there sure, you go. Know? Ratings, <laughs> baby. I love that, man. Hey, you got a you got a good uh, you got a good dream. You got a good dream right there for a dream match, man. That's awesome. We we have another question. You say you have questions from your Instagram, correct? Yeah. So if weird technical question, if I press the home button on this right now, will the podcast end? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, just in case, I'm going to stop talking. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Awesome. Business right now. Probably should have tried this beforehand. My bad. Um, Yes, I do have questions. So the first one is from my friend Chris, who's asking me when McDonald's is going to sponsor me. The joke there being that that's my job. I am a manager in training at McDonald's. I remember you telling me that. You said you you said you worked at McDonald's. Yeah, obviously everybody's either worked at McDonald's or eaten there. You know, it has its stigma. Hey, I'm a a preschool teacher, so (laughs) that's a little more respectable. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a tough job sometimes, but I love. I it. can't. I could never deal with the kids. So. <laughs> it, it's rough. Yeah, that's dude. a lot it's, coming from a kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I work with like three or four year olds, so it's it's a tough, tough, tough job sometimes. Uh, all right. So the next one is from my uh somebody named Sage, and they asked me when I started wrestling. I think we kind of covered that yeah, already. You covered all that stage. Uh, so I would say the official age of of wrestling would probably be like 11 or so there you go um coach c said what's up to you i love coach c what's up coach c <laughs> he'll, he'll be in my podcast soon oh man that, that's gonna be a listen my girlfriend asked a bunch of questions to try to help out because my fans are fake that's not true <laughs> that's not true that's not true I just need to get better at my social media engagement, I guess. Um, one is asking, what makes AJP AJP? I think we covered that with the Notorious discussion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, promotions I'd like to work for, like we said, Beyond, Chaotic, uh, Limitless, Northeast Wrestling, or a couple more I didn't mention earlier. Um, favorite opponent to date? 
That's a tough one. Wrestling Brian Malonis was really cool. Um, and not just because I'm a mark for the fact that he works for Ring of Honor, because I try to see past that with everybody. Like, yeah, cool, you work there, but are you a cool person? Can I have a good match with you? Are you going to try to make me look bad on purpose? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Brian Malonis is probably one of the most down-to-earth, just cool people you could ever meet and wrestling him was an absolute honor no pun intended um and i got the shit kicked out of me hey that's for sure that's for sure i'm sorry i'm cussing up no don't worry man you're you're good uh so maybe him maybe mike montero maybe kellen thomas as we discussed earlier no I can't. I'm lying. I'm lying about all of those. My favorite opponent has to be my best friend, Hotshot Deshaun. We had a series of matches last year that just got better every single time. Um, there. So my, I know we discussed earlier my uh, trainer's wrestling company. Uh, we only lightly touched on that, but um, I had gotten to the point where I was the secondary to main champion. You, you, like we were discussing earlier, I, I, I like to mention a bunch of things at first so I can reference them later. This is that working out. Go me. Um, sorry, I wish I was funny. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're all, you're, you're, um, you're getting, I got a kick out of this. You're good. Yeah, so I was a champion, but I had to walk away. So the, tri- the, the trouble with being under 18 and having a father in wrestling is that when you mess up and you need to be punished as a child from a parent, they take away what you care about most. So somebody else, it might've been a phone or a PlayStation or their friends or whatever. For me, it was wrestling. I had to take a step away from that, Um, which obviously isn't something I'm proud of admitting, but we've all gotten stuff taken away from us in our lifetime that's just that's part of life oh yeah we have yeah um i had the championship at the time so i was supposed to wrestle him in a ladder match and for the title and i never got the chance to because the night i i had to get the night off of work to do it and the person that was covering for me then decided they were going to a party which responsible old me said, all right, I guess I'll come in anyway. Um, so I had to miss the show. I had to lose the title without actually losing it. And I don't, I never want to do wrestling like that. Like the way Shawn Michaels lost his smile, that's the best way I can compare it. I would never want it, anything I do to look like that. Like I want to be known as a super professional on every level. Like, if I never make it as a wrestler, I want everybody to know that I was a damn good person. And that that hurt me in that aspect because I wanted to present myself in such a way that I couldn't because wrestling was taken away from me. It was out of my power. Couldn't do anything about it. But a couple months down the line, um, I'm working different days so I don't have to ask for time off as much and I can actually make the shows again. And so naturally... Uh, are you familiar with Teddy Goods? Teddy Goods? I've heard it. I've heard the name, but I'm not. All right. Well, you should be familiar because he is another excellent talent tearing it up in the Northeast. He, uh, I know notably he works for, um, 
I can't remember all the names. I'm pretty sure he's done. Uh, I can't think of the name. I know he mostly works for Top Row Promotions, which runs in like Fall River and Brockton. Yeah, and I think New Bedford. Um, so the first match I had back in, at my trainer's company was against him, and we were still doing the heel thing. But then <clears throat> the it flipped because now I had to come back for my title. And he was also a heel, so that means I had to make the switch because that's what I do everywhere anyway. Um, and nobody wanted to boo me, so we had the match. We had the first match. I won the title back. That one was really good, and that one was in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. Then we wrestled the next month in a ladder match, which I, I'm not super proud of my wrestling cardio, and um, it's – obviously something everybody has to work on because you can be in the best shape outside of wrestling, but it'll never be ring cardio. It's just different. You have to be on your feet. You have to react. You have to think. You have to, and you have to breathe, which makes you breathe harder anyway. Like like it's, it blows you up to try to breathe, if that makes any sense. And it's really annoying. I got you. So I'll have matches where I'm five minutes in and I'm absolutely exhausted at the end. <laughs> and, like, I'm, ho- I'm holding back puke, and it's disgusting. And I'm, I've never thrown up in a match, thank God. But that, but that you see what I'm getting at. I've had some matches where it's like, oh, God, I can't do this. But this match, we went 17 minutes, not even including entrances, wow. without even thinking twice. And that's what's really cool about wrestling your best friend you can do things like that you know what the other person's gonna do before they do it so that adds a whole other layer to the match because you know what's coming therefore you know how to get out of it but they know how to get out of whatever you're gonna do so now you're exchanging all kinds of different uh attempts for moves and the crowd's going absolutely insane for it because it's crazy we haven't hit each other with a single thing and we're still moving that's awesome. Um, I, I love when wrestlers go in a ring and tell that story when both wrestlers know each other so well and it just puts on it puts on even for a better match, you know? Yeah. And and that's I guess I got into that a little early. Like I like that kind of match with him and me would have come like the next time we wrestled. Like this time we went all out hitting each other with everything. The the next match was the whole expecting this and that and whatever. Um, I'm actually, I have another match with him coming up. Oh God, I'm a terrible person. I don't remember the show I'm on. The (laughs) date. March 1st, I believe. Watch this following. That's also at the top shop. I am the champion and I'm defending against Deshaun. So expect another banger. Hey man. That's going to be all over my social media as soon as. Hell yeah, man. I wish you luck. Yes, I was right. It was March 1st. There you go. March 1st on. Where's the show going to be at? Uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island at the Chop Shop. There you go. 225 Conant Street. I said that all backwards. Just throw it in your Google machine. It'll come right up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm pretty sure you said that before, and I, I must have forgot. Uh, I wish you all the luck, my dude. Um, I'm pretty sure each and every single one of Nerds of Wrestling who will be listening to this wish you all the best of luck. Um. Yeah, man, you you covered a lot, and I know more about you than Nerds of Wrestling know. 
No more about you. Um, AJ, man, before we sign off, I'm going to give you the quick plug to put in all your social media. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so much. Uh, before I get into that, thank you for your kind words. Thank you, Nids Wrestling, for listening to me talk. If you're still listening, I, <laughs> I know I tend to ramble on a little bit. But um, it's been a blast, and I really appreciate it. So I would also really appreciate if you could go onto your Instagram account right this instant, go on the search bar, and type in at AJPXVIII. That's three eyes. That's AJPXVIII. Right? That's a lot of eyes. That's a lot of eyes, man. <laughs> I lost track. That's my favorite social media platform. You get all the. Probably the best way to watch my highlight videos because Facebook kind of lowers the quality. But yeah, no, AJ no. Phoenix on Facebook, Notorious AJP on Twitter, and the Notorious AJP on YouTube. But I need to update that anyway. So I think that's everything. I felt so bad for my last podcast, and I forgot to give VRG his social media plug. And I was like, ah, shit. At the end, I was like, God damn it. I was like, wait, I got he doesn't need it. Ask all the wrestlers, huh? <laughs> He doesn't need it. I, I know, but you know, he's I, over I, enough. Everyone needs it. You know, everyone us. needs it, man. BRG, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, my dude. Next time, I promise <laughs> you, you're gonna get the time to do you're gonna take that out on me. <laughs> Social media plug. Um, AJ, I can't, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day today, bro. Um, good luck with your upcoming shows. Good luck with your future and. Please, man, stay stay a nerd of wrestling forever, and you rock, bro. <laughs> of course. Good luck with everything. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome, man. Thank you so much. I got you. And likewise. Thanks, buddy. This has been right. the third episode of What's Up Wrestling. Thank you. Peace out. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.